Welcome to another episode of the Pete Potential Success Show. My name is Fong Chua. I'm an entrepreneur, business strategist, real estate investor, speaker, also best-selling author. And every single day, I help others unlock the potentials and guide them to succeed. Today on the show, we have a great guest. I've had the absolute uh, honor to see this person li live on stage speak in front of thousands of people. So motivational, so inspiring, and so much great energy. I was like, wow, I have to get this person on my show. Hence, I'm very, very excited today to have her here. Uh, she has over 26 plus years of experience in the people helping industry. She helps her clients overcome, uh, break through, break free from their life shackles. Um, she also really focuses on not just one or two aspects, but the whole being, the spiritual, the emotional, the physical, and also the mental states as well. And providing that, that creative spark plug to help them get more out of life, become more successful, and become more happy as well. She is the author of the book, Love Reignited. And she is a transformational coach, world-renowned, uh, life strategist, author, and clinical hypnotherapist. So please welcome somebody who's also known as the Clarity Messenger, Ms. Nancy Ho. Hello there. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Welcome, welcome. I'm happy to see you. Indeed. I'm so honored to be invited <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for spending some time with us i know you're you're all the way from uh, singapore and it's always nice to speak to the people from all the way from across the globe uh it's a great chance to get to know you and also uh learn more from you and have you share some of your stories and your expertise as well sure um i guess you know very very not often okay not often we actually come across people that does not come from a, some sort of dysfunctional background. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be violence or anything like that. You know, uh, somebody can even come from a great uh, upbringing, but for some reason, you know, mentally uh, still being affected or uh, I'm not good enough um, because my parents expect me being the eldest to be this way or uh, my grandparents expect me to be that way. You know, what some sort of that kind of thing. Not necessarily, I'm not talking about dysfunctional as like it got to be violence and, and, and bad stuff, okay? Or even self-inflated, you know, even self-inflated as they picked up from whether from the what other people say, the media or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I call them the stories, our stories. So we made up all these stories which is absolutely, to me, in my opinion, they're not true. They're not true at all. But we make it so true, or I put it another way, that even somebody had a not-so-good event, but this is in the past. So therefore, it's not true because it's not happening now anymore. So because of this, then people tend to struggle. Uh Often I say, right, when someone in a relationship, they struggle. When someone has no relationship, they struggle. <laughs> when someone has got a great job, they struggle. When somebody has an average job, they struggle. So regardless, you know, they just struggle. And deep down, what are they struggling about? They don't know. Mm -hmm. Because the subconscious mind only detects the emotion, the feelings. So one of the, the things that a lot of my clients that come to me, they call it the imposter syndrome. Uh, they are well qualified, you know, they have the experience, they have the exposure, but then somewhere in them is there still like, oh, well, I'm really fearful that I'll be exposed. I say, exposed of what? <laughs> you know what? That that is, how much of that do you think is people uh, people being afraid of others 
making fun of them or or saying things that they don't want to hear? Of course, very common is that uh, people are afraid or fearful of another person's opinion, what people think of them, which this is so not in our control. Right. Right. So I often say, no matter what, there are three groups of so-called three groups or three categories of people. One category is that no matter what you do or don't do, they have an opinion about you. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, they just dislike you for whatever reason, you know? They just have an opinion about you, whether you do or you don't do. Mm-hmm. Then there's another category, again, whether you do or don't do, they absolutely adore you. Mm-hmm. They absolutely love you. You know, they think the world of you. And the third category is like they're neutral, whatever. Right. So how do we please anybody? So the only thing to do, all right, is to be yourself. And I just did my coaching the other day and I said... I've given up, I've given up the need to be right. But do the right things every single day for yourself. That's it. When you said you've given up on the need to be right, that is something that's very, very difficult for majority of the people. Because the most the the thing that they want to be, they want to avoid most is to be wrong. So therefore, they really, really want to be right. So when you said you gave up on that need, how do you mentally prepare yourself to go, you know what, it's okay? Uh, I like, like I t- When I say my people, it means the people that come to me for my coaching, right? So that's what I mean by my people. I told them, all right, that uh, control what you can control and don't control what you cannot control. So opinion of others is not what we can control. Right. The past, the future, uh, even the outcome, we cannot control. So what can we control? The process, the today, the present, how we show up, uh, time and energy management that we can control, mm-hmm. right? So since um, this is stuff we can control, so I said, don't use your thinking. Use your wisdom. Mm-hmm. People get caught up with this overthinking. All right, this analysis, you know, they analyze and then, oh, I, I need to know, I need to know. As you see me on stage, I said, there's nothing to understand. All right, it is what it is. All right, just accept there are good people, there are average people, there are some people that like you, dislike you, whatever the world. I mean, if you're going to sit and talk about the world, we probably, you know, within 10 minutes, we will just uh, become very depressed. Right. Right. But we can make our world work. Our own individual world and ripple effect. So it's not a selfish thing, but when we make our world work, then the ripple effect will then obviously, okay, impact on people around us. Mm-hmm. So that's called energy. <laughs> well, when when you talk about people always overthink, um, that's something that I've learned myself. I'm like, why am I thinking about this certain aspect for so much? And when you think about something so much, you tend to come up with all the all the negatives that come from it, right? right. And right. when the situation actually happens, it usually turns out to be a lot better than what you expected. So then after that, I'm like, you know what? Don't think about it so much. It's probably not going to be as bad as you think it is. Exactly. Even something that's not as positive. Mm-hmm. And when it actually happened, it's not as bad. Yeah. But when we go and imagine it, it's like, oh my God, there's, there's a monster. 
<laughs> there's a green monster when I open the door. You know, there's going to be a green monster. Of course, that creates the anxiety. Mm -hmm. So so what it is, is like, you know, if we got stuck with the past, as I said, the stories that we often live by, then it make us feel depressed. Why? Because we can't change it. Mm -hmm. And then when we overthink or we overanalyze or the what if and the what if, then it gives us that anxiety. You know, we just feel anxious. Mm -hmm. So either way, okay, it's not good for us. And then people miss missed out absolutely the present. Right. So they cannot enjoy their life fully. So I've got a lot of uh, people that are doing very well, then come from great background, they're wealthy, you know, uh, they're they are high achievers, but they have no joy. Mm. They have no joy. They're just chasing after their dream, chase, 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 but they're not living the moment. Mm. I find that a lot of people who come up with the what if scenarios and they overanalyze and they think of all these situations that may or may not come up, they call it preparation. They want to be able to prepare for what if this happened? What, what if that happens? And sure, there's there's a good reason for doing that so that you can be able to react when things do happen. Sure. How do you determine where's that line of over-preparedness and the right amount, just the right amount? Right. I mean, of course, we'd look at things in context. Yeah. But if you look at it, um, the time for us to really use our thinking, all right, is for planning decision-making, problem-solving. I think that's about that. <laughs> that's about that, all right? The rest of the time, whatever that comes to our mind are called thoughts. And thoughts are not relevant. I mean, we walk down the street, right? Then we have whatever thoughts, right? They're not relevant. They're just whatever that just popped in. It's universal. Everybody gets that. But we cannot control the thoughts that, you know, just pop into our head, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But what we can control is what do we do with it? So right. come back to your question. I've done the preparation. So there might be thoughts that pop into your head. Oh, what if? Oh, come on. What if? <laughs> right? So the control is what do you do with the thoughts? Mm -hmm. Stop dwelling it. Stop dwelling on it. Right. Stop making more stories. Right. Stop writing a script out of it. Right. So I've done my preparation. Done. Right. So planning. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, uh, one should go in and uh, you know, uh, acquire the skill of strategic planning. So not just, you know, at random kind of planning. Right. Critical thinking. This, this I call them the power skills. You know, strategy planning, critical thinking, uh, decision making problem-solving skills. Uh -huh. So when you go, uh, I mean, acquire the skills and use the skills, after that is being the present and go with the flow. No. I mean, remember Beagle, right? <laughs> <laughs> it went wrong. Like, I've got everything in the time drive, but it said there's no video. Right. But you saw it, you don't panic. It's like, all right, yeah. no video. Very, very calm. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, whatever, yeah. I'll just continue on. Yeah. Then later, they flash on the screen and it said, oh, we found your video. <laughs> And then time has passed, right? But I go, all right, we play it later. But right. because I didn't uh, sort of so-called uh, overthink, I, have a, I didn't have a script. I only have an idea what I'm going to talk about. Mm. And that's it. And that's it. But if I memorize a script and then it's not going my way, I'll panic. Oh, right. my God, I'll freeze. You know, uh, our emotional brain, which is the amygdala, will get activated. And I go, oh, 
what, what do I do now? That's what happened, mm-hmm. you know? So being a flow, effortless success is this this program that I, I actually uh, coach and it's been phenomenal, the success. I mean, the, the, the results that this people got from this program, effortless success is phenomenal, yeah. Well, you mentioned about the those those that those skill sets that people should have, uh, the critical thinking, the ability to kind of be calm and assess things uh, uh, correctly. Lots of people can't grasp those skill sets right off the bat. You can read as many books as you can, right? right. But when you don't apply it or when you don't go and actually experience those situations, you don't know how exactly you're going to actually react to it. So if somebody came up to you and go, okay, I want to work on critical thinking. I want to work on my ability to assess situations fast and calmly. What do you tell them to do? Like, do you give them exercises? Do you give them tests? Do you, what? How do you help them apply those scenarios so that when it does come, they can act mm-hmm. appropriately? Okay, first thing first, do they have these skills? And it's from not, not from reading the book, not from Google. You really got to learn from somebody, okay, that can impact this power skills in a practical way. Not in theory, not textbook thing. So when it's textbook, you can't apply. Okay, in a practical way. All right. Uh, so I do teach this stuff, right? So for example, uh, uh, in the strategic planning, I said, first, you got to know uh, the angle having the end in mind. So if you don't know the end in mind, but you go just work from step one to 10, where are you going? You don't know where you're going. So again, it's like, oh, what if I miss this part enough? So if I got end in mind, okay, then I need a structure. So in that structure, what is my theme? Right? Mm -hmm. So from my theme, okay, then I need to branch out, for example, uh, three, uh, I always use either three, five, seven, but five, especially seven is just too many, okay? So usually three is good, right? So it's easier. So out of the theme, what are the three important pointers? Example, one, two, three. Then the relevant steps. Then act on the steps. Right. You can apply straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but if you go into like the textbook thing, you know, all that lots of theory, then of course it's very confusing and it's hard to apply. Exactly. I, I yeah. find that people do so much reading that they go, I don't even know where to start to apply because there's so much different strategies, so many theories to, to consider that okay. they end up freezing instead of actually ha- acting. Exactly. Now, I'm going to exactly. ask a question that's going to take you back a little. Um, okay. That is, how did you become you? Like, did you, at a very young age, you go, you know what? I'm going to be this amazing transformational coach who understands all this stuff. Was that always the goal kind of thing? Or did you just happen to find this path? I would say, actually, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, it's overrated to call it my calling and it's so overrated, right? <laughs> okay. I put it, it's so natural for me. Um. Okay. Whenever I pause, it's concise, precise words. I'm looking. And the other thing is, see, people don't go into concise, precise. So they use a lot of words and they get lost. All right. So, okay. <laughs> uh, as a child, as a child, by default, all right, I kind of grew up 
on my own. Not that I don't have a family, not that I don't have a house to live in, but because uh, my mom, okay, is busy going to work and in the 60s, there's no such thing as a helper and all that unless you're super rich, okay, in this part of the world for sure. All right. So you had uh, neighbors to just watch over you. Of course, I have an auntie around. So very much I'm alone because my sister is 10 years my senior. So three and 10, that's, that's not a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean really now of course the gap is not there right so okay uh, no 3 and 13 there's not much to talk about so anyhow uh, so what happened was that by default I start to become an observer I observe stuff right uh, those days there's no iPad I, iPhone whatever right so I start to observe then I start to go like oh I can do that better right then as I grow up um, I don't know I don't know how it comes from. Like I tell tell my, my classmates or whatever, I said, we can play. But then if we don't do the right things, we fail, then we'd be in trouble. <laughs> right? So we say, okay, let's do enough that our grade will be above average, not average, average, you will fall, right? Just above average. And after that, we can play. <laughs> so kind of like natural. I'm always like guiding, telling, showing, uh, observing, learning. And one, um, okay, blessing. The one thing that people must have, all right, is called a strong comprehension. A lot of people really have no freaking sense of comprehension. They can read loads and loads and loads, and then they cannot comprehend. Mm -hmm. And especially this part of the world, I'm a proud Singaporean, but then, you know, unfortunately, people just, you know, literally memorize whatever that they study and then during examination they just puke it out <laughs> and they score but they have no sense of comprehending what they learn right yeah so i'm like you know getting the main point you know i mean a b c i get it you know the sort of thing i get it that's it so so because i can comprehend okay or rather a strong sense of comprehension then i make out you know what uh what what works uh, and being pretty result orientated, so I go for the results. Uh, so it's natural to make a long story short. So it becomes natural. Then, of course, part of my studies in psychology when I was in university. Uh, then uh, it was just natural that I evolve. Wow. So I started as a trainer, training all this, like I said, all this uh, soft skills. That's what I meant by this, the, all this uh, strategic planning, customer service, even communication skills, and all that. But I didn't think that it was good. Uh, or, or enough, not, 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 okay, reframe, reframe. I don't mean not good enough. That means not good enough to apply if you don't have the right mental state. Right. So after a long time training that, I dropped that and I focus on the mental state. I focus on the mental state because we. I'm not talking about even positive thinking. I'm talking about thinking correctly. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, right, Anything that we feel, all feelings are coming from thoughts created in the moment. It's not about the external. Okay, example. Wow, look at Fong Chua. He looks so gorgeous. He looks so smart. He's always so put together. Now, so-called, is that true or untrue? Okay, it's not about true or untrue. It's about my thoughts about Fong Chua. Right? right so without these thoughts i can't express what i just expressed 
So similarly with something negative. Oh, you know, I'm I'm fearful of this. I'm just so scared it does happen. So again, it's not uh, about whatever happened, but it's my thought about what if this happened. So thoughts gives us certain feelings and especially the not good thoughts would then activate our amygdala. Mm -hmm. So fight, flight, we cannot fight, we cannot flight, the position, freeze. So it's like, oh, they panic. And panic, uh, this panic uh, attack kind of thing is so common now with people. And also, um, natural, okay, to come back to your question, kind of natural, I evolve. And then, of course, I'm someone that I always step up. I, I can't do the same thing. I look like I'm doing the same thing, meaning like in a similar trade, in the helping people profession. But anyone that knows me know that I never do the same thing. I keep stepping up, stepping up, stepping up, stepping up. Awesome. So, yeah, I hope the story is not too long. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Had lots of lessons inside too. Um, <laughs> you, you talked about how important thoughts are. And when those thoughts leads to so many different things, is there ways that people can work on controlling those thoughts? So for instance, when you're talking about the first thought that came to mind, you you could train that to become more positive thoughts more often than negative thoughts. Okay, I'll put it another way. Thoughts are spontaneous. Mm -hmm. Okay? Like I said early on, right? Something just pop into your head. It's not even good or bad or whatever. It just you have no control. It just pop into your head. Okay. I'm sure even you're focused with me, listening to me. Uh spontaneously, there might be another thought about what you're gonna do later. It's just natural. It's just natural. It's, it's nothing bad about it. So when a person realizes it, that there's a difference between thoughts and deliberate thinking then you don't get disturbed by these thoughts because it's not relevant. Rather, you use a deliberate thinking in your planning, in your decision-making, in your problem-solving, and then the rest, you go with the flow. So therefore, if you ignore and do not just pay attention to all these random thoughts, what I call, you have the space within. Then when you have the space within, then that's what you can choose the kind of deliberate thinking you want. So it's impossible to train the thoughts that pop into our head into positive ones. Not possible. It's so spontaneous, you don't even know what catch you. Right? You just So what we can catch though, our feelings. Right. For example, right? Uh, oh, I'm just not feeling good today. I don't know. I'm just feeling low. I'm feeling down. Now, most people will start to think about, oh, it's my boss. It's the project coming up, right? They create all the stories. But the thing to do is when you don't feel good, it's just stop. These are just thoughts. Even you don't know what it is because it's so spontaneous. Right. Just don't dwell. Don't dwell. So as I mentioned, when you don't dwell, it's not that you're ignoring and become naive and don't bother. It's not. But you don't dwell on whatever those spontaneous thoughts. Then you have this space. Then you have this clarity. Mm -hmm. Then you can deal with what, you know, it's factual rather than emotional. Yeah. So oh. this is my approach. 
Now, normally, it was a different from <laughs> the norm. <laughs> normally, this next question I won't ask most people, but seeing what you do and uh, what your expertise is, I think I could ask you this question, and that is, um, what is the meaning of life, and how does a person find their life purpose? Very good question. Just in fact, I was just talking to my marketer the other day because I'm going to do a video and we talk about purpose. And then and I asked them, you know, there were two of them. I said, What is your purpose? And then whatever they said, I said, It's a role. <laughs> what you just described is a role, it's not a purpose. All right. Or, or, or mothers, you know, they said, Oh, my purpose is to bring my kids up and make sure they become a good person and blah, blah. I said, I get it. This is your responsibility. But I do not think <laughs> you're born into this world to bring up a kids and make them a good person. Mm -hmm. So people often look at the roles and they mixed up the roles at their as their purpose. Okay. So to answer the question, purpose is here. All right. It's heartfelt. It's, um, you almost could call it like intangible, but you make it tangible because it gives you that meaning. Mm -hmm. So purpose without meaning is not a purpose. Okay? So like I said, I don't mean bring up a children and make sure they are good people have no meaning. But it's that role that somebody, you know, embark on. And of course, you know, we want to do a good job. Example, uh, in, in our uh, professional role, obviously, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what, what sings in your heart. All right? So then that takes you to your ultimate goal. Not not the short-term goal, not even called the long-term goal, the ultimate goal. What's my ultimate goal? I will forever do whatever I'm doing now. Okay? Step up. Always. No retirement. I don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> because this is not work for me. It's my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So retire to what? Right. Right? It's the lifestyle. So my ultimate goal, all right, is to continue doing what I'm doing, so-called in this, this, it sounds like a role, but the ultimate goal is no longer, no longer, all right, has got any um, commercial or money attached to it. Right. That means wherever people are and I can give that helping hand, I want to do it. So it's not like I want to be, whoa, the world famous and how the whole world knows me kind of thing. You know, I'm not this sort of stuff. Nothing wrong with that. But the heartfelt thing is like, you know, I know I can transform people. And if that's a soul that I can do that. Wow. That makes my heart sings. That's my purpose. I love it. Uh, absolutely love. It. I love how how you actually related roles to a purpose uh, purpose. Because I've never heard that before, and I thought that that was that was um, very well put. Because a lot of people do mix those two things together, and uh, making the heart sing—that's something I'm going to use. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so they go, ah, you know. So when I see the results of of, of people, right, you know, whether it's my one-on-one -on -one, uh, clients or the group uh, coaching people, right, um, when I see the results, the genuine results, right, my heart sings. It's not about, you know, uh, how much they pay me, right? But they say, I can see that transformation. And they move on with their life. And this is what I like to do. I don't like attachment. Right. I do what I can do for that person. They move on. I'm happy. I'm truly happy.
I, I, I'm not someone that I keep contact very well. <laughs> <laughs> now, you work with a lot of different types of people from yeah. high success to uh, to struggling, uh, lots of different demographics worldwide. Is there some common themes that you have seen that's pretty much the same for, for most people's struggles? So do you mean what, uh, the kind of problem or do you mean like, the kind of state? You, kind of state like usually why why are they not succeeding the way they want to succeed what's the common thing that people usually bring up to you i think the biggest thing is that people are just fearful okay whether they they fail uh, they fear to fail okay although people say fail to succeed but then the fact is who would not want to succeed but then the point is more to, more so like if i do what if i don't make it right right so if i don't do then I have excuse that I didn't do. <laughs> so, so I didn't fail, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So is this fear of like, um, not the fear of not uh, able to make it. And then of course, what would people think of me? Uh, what if I bring shame to my family? All that nonsense, overthinking, um, just, just nonsense, just mm -hmm. nonsense. You know what I mean? Um, Instead of just focus on one's intention. Right. Okay. So if only a person just focus on the intention, then you are very much in the present, in the now. Mm -hmm. So it's, like I said, there are three categories, right? So if I focus on my intention, somebody will still dislike me. So it's okay. Right. So somebody will like me. Okay. I don't go gaga about it either. <laughs> yeah. And I'm very uh, tough on some of my clients. <laughs> tough look. I only know tough look because that's what I got. Okay. <laughs> I'm very tough. And but the fact that I'm being tough is not because I want to be tough, it's because you know I don't I don't scream at them or anything like that, but I'm tough, like you know, hey, this is your life. Right. I'm good. Mm. All right. You're the master for your life. Go ahead. I'm not gonna be a part of it. So if you're gonna work with me, you gotta be serious, right? Don't buy into these stories, use your wisdom what's what's your intention what's your purpose mm -hmm. just focus on that right we will face difficulty but it's okay you have my back let's right. work it up so that's what i do in my life too <laughs> yeah i i i come to this age you know i can i can't i dare not say i've been there done it but um mostly yeah <laughs> Um, one of the one of the things that you mentioned was the fear of what other people will say. And yeah. there's a lot of people who want to do something. They want to jump out into business. They want to go and try something else. They want to go attempt something else. But it's the people closest to them, family members, friends, who's pulling them back. Not because yeah. they don't want them to attempt it. It's just that they're they they care for them. They're, they're fearful of what if it doesn't work. They want to protect them. So sure. how would you guide the person who wants to pursue it to kind of filter out that noise and still go with what they want to do? Yeah, I just had a special dinner a few nights ago, maybe three nights ago, okay? With five people that have uh, uh, others that voted for them uh, because on Chinese New Year's Eve, as you know, Chinese New Year just happened, all right, uh, uh, that I, I make the make the, uh, uh, exercise for them to do, that's to come out with their significant gratitude list. 
what they are most grateful for. Significant, not just, oh, I'm grateful for my life. I'm grateful, to, you know, significant. So so there were like uh, almost 60 of them, oh. right? So I said, you guys vote. All right, you guys vote. I, I have no, I don't want any part. Of Otherwise, people think that I become buyers, right? I said, you guys vote, right? The top five. So this top five would then actually share my space in my house. I cook for them. I host the dinner. Yes, I should send you some picture. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, there was this particular, to answer a question, right? So this particular lady, she's working in a bank. And she wants to, and she's sick and tired of it. Enough is enough. All right, she wants to be on her own. All right, kind of doing what I'm doing. Right? Okay, whether it's life coach or hypnotherapy or one of those things. But then she's been thinking about it for years. She even got herself, you know, so-called qualified, but she's still back in her job. <laughs> she's still holding on to that job, right? It's familiar, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So I told her, I said, first thing first, okay, you got to ask what you are naturally good at. Not about skills. Not not about I'm naturally good at uh, uh, what uh, in, in fixing a computer. <laughs> I'm naturally good at uh, cooking. I'm no, not not about skills. Again, heartfelt. What are you naturally good at? Okay. Mm -hmm. So once you know what you're naturally good at, then this this fear of you will fail will be minimized because this is what I'm naturally good at. But of course, what I'm naturally good at need to back up with skills. So the same lady I was talking about, I've asked her before, what you what are you naturally good at? I said, well, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. But but my friends said, <laughs> friends said that I'm very good at home uh, interior decorating. I said, really? Why do, why do they say that you're good at that? Uh, because they, they, they said that I've got taste, blah, 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 blah. And I said, nope. And I gave her the bunch of reasons why she would not make it. Mm -hmm. That sounds negative, right? But she says, but if you don't try, you don't know. Now it sounds like opposite what we are talking about. Right. But I said, you must try, but try what? All right? What are you trying? So this is where people get confused, right? So they say, okay, on one, one, one part of them, okay, I'll go try what my friends tells me I'm good at. Instead of looking at and go and do what they're naturally good at. That's what I'm trying to get at. Okay. So she went to take a course in interior decorating and all that. And then she called me and after she done with the course, says, Nancy, you're right. I'm, I succeeded. I said, I told you. I'm oh. not looking. I'm not belittling you. I'm not putting you down because I know you as a person. I know where's the gap. This is not for you. Mm -hmm. So what are you naturally good at? Okay, so what she's naturally good at, um, she's pretty, okay, just use the word compassionate and she warms up to people easily and she had, she had people that would take her so-called advice. So, so being a life coach will work better for her, for sure, than being an interior decorator. You see, well, I'm not going to make so much details, you know. So there, there are reasons why I said that doesn't work for her, the ID right. thing. Okay. But instead, right, friends would tell her, oh, but then, you know, if you work with people, they will throw their problems. Then you'll get uh, so bogged down by their problems. You may feel depressed. Then she buy into this stupid story, <laughs> what she's naturally good at. So to answer your question, so it's a bit longer, but people get confused. What they're naturally good at, 
versus what the whole world tells them, so-called whole world tells them, uh, what they should do. And precise what they should do is not what they're naturally good at, so they struggle. So example, like one of the things that I'm naturally good at, even besides what I've said early on, right? Example, if I read three books, I'm able to get to that, that understanding of book one, the, the G's of it. Then it can be a different book, book two and three. Then somewhere I'm naturally good at string them up and then produce it and make it fresh and new. Wow. Yeah. So therefore, this is natural confidence, right? Mm-hmm. So even somebody tell me, don't do it, you know, this and that. But I know I'm naturally good at it. And it's so natural. So therefore, the fear factor will not be there. Right. Yeah. But if I go look at a skill or worse of the wannabe. Okay. I want to be like Fong Chua, an investor, property investor, blah, blah, blah. Because, because he makes so much money and many other people make so much money and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not naturally good at that. You see, sure, I can learn. Anybody can learn. But if I'm not naturally good at, what is the problem? The learning uh, curve is very steep. Uh It's so steep that, oh God, I can't do it. Oh my God. You know, it's so easy to give up. Right. Yeah. So I'd rather give my money to you and you go do it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm trying to say? I'll I'll put your name down. (laughs) I mean, so, so why can't be the wannabe of someone? Uh, sure, we all want to make money, we want to be successful, we want to be wealthy. But why go? Oh, I was just laughing at someone the other day. I was in a Japanese restaurant last week. I was just said, um, why bring a cow home just because you want to drink milk? <laughs> <laughs> just because you want your fresh milk doesn't mean you have to bring the cow home. Right. This is what happens. So people go and acquire the skill, but they are not actually good at that. Then, uh, again, distorted thinking. Then the overthinking. And all the rest of that not-so-pleasant stuff comes about. (laughs) Yeah. I love love that saying, too. It's uh, very, very clever. Um, For for somebody like you, you're obviously very, very successful in what you do. Lots of people come to you for your wisdom, your knowledge, your, your expertise. What is one biggest life lesson that you've gotten due to something that you failed at? Oh, we talk about we should be positive, right? We should have a positive thinking, right? When do I make a huge mistake, a blunder mistake? I mean, a mistake like, oh my God, it's when I'm overly positive. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's true. Mm -hmm. When I'm so overly positive, and this is what happened a few times, right? Is when I'm overly positive, it's as if I'm like a horse wearing blinkers. I don't see anything else. I become so, uh, uh, I'm not, I don't mean blinded, but I become, you know, oh. I lose that sense of, you know, that certain caution. All right. For, so say, for example, right? Stop um, asking the what ifs. Not the what ifs, but then the, that's why I say the deliberate thinking. Okay. I lost that deliberate thinking. Because, you know, I, I the critical thinking, you know, the deliberate thing, it's the critical thinking because I got so overly positive about it. Yeah. So, moral story, whether it is negative or over, you know, the extreme thing, it's not good. 
Yeah, anything that extreme is not good. Yeah, that's that's my lesson a, a few times in my life. It's really being over positive. Wow. So it's not about being positive. Of course, it's not a, not necessarily negative. It's bad either, you know. Right. Okay, because uh, if so core, uh, the sixth sense that tells you this doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. All right. Of course, we go do our due diligence. But a lot of people, right, this doesn't feel right. No, 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 be positive. Just do it. That's, that's being silly either. Mm -hmm. So it's not about positive or negative, right? It's being first factual. Right. Being factual, do your due diligence, right? Uh, fact, uh, you know, find out the facts. Mm -hmm. uh, don't simply somebody tell you that and say, right, you're right. You know, I'm not being, I'm not, again, I'm not saying be doubtful, but just check the source. Check the source, right? Okay, all right, okay. And then again, go back to your intention. Mm -hmm. Is that really what you want to do? Right. Or are you doing because the Joneses are doing, it's keeping up with the Joneses? That's true. You know, I live in a house 20, oh, coming 23 years. <laughs> yeah. But I like to believe it's one of the most beautiful houses. So I'm concerned, very cozy, and I keep up with the home improvement, mm -hmm. right? I don't want to be bothered to like, oh, you know, you must upgrade and you must upgrade. No, nothing wrong with upgrade. But is that what I want? No, I want a home, a century. Not just to uh, follow what people say, you know, uh, do this and this is good for you and all that. Mm -hmm. So it goes back to, again, the intention. Right. Yeah. So to answer a question, yes, overly positive. That was my <laughs> blunder. <laughs> oh, something else that you're, you're good at that I really have zero kind of comprehension on and that is uh clinical hypnotherapy what exactly is that and what are some of the most misunderstood uh things that people think about when they hear hear that uh, profession okay first i do i have to explain this the stage hypnotist mm -hmm. stitch you know i'm sure you've seen you know a hypnotist on the stage that's the first thing i think of <laughs> yeah yeah correct correct that's why i mentioned that that's why that's the reason why i mentioned that then you get a, a group of people that come on stage then after that finally the last three last three standing and then there will be one that's outstanding that would like really do stuff okay that's entertainment now are they being hypnotized so-called to do what the hypnotist wants them to do kind of but this is about heightened suggestibility. So if you ever watch um, any stage show, the stage hypnotist will start playing a game. All right? A game like, you know, you put your hand together, you know, glue is it pop between your hand and you cannot pull your hand apart. Okay? Then you watch. Then there are some people who go like, of course I can. So these people are not suggestible. Uh -huh. There are some people that go, Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. So they are more suggestible. You buy in a suggestion, right? Mm. So, okay. So he will probably pick 20 or 30 people. You see two, two long rows of chairs. It's always the same scene, right? Then they start playing the game. Mm. Then you see in time, there are people becoming less and less suggestible. Then they'll ask to leave. And then the last week standing. So it's not about, it's not true, but it's about suggestion. Okay. It's about heightened suggestibility. So let me define uh, uh, hypnosis then. Okay, hypnosis is uh, defined as focused attention, bypass critical factor, heightened suggestibility. Mm -hmm. 
okay? Heightened suggestibility. So that's what it is. But bypass critical factor. The critical factor, that means it's between the conscious and subconscious mind. So-called, there's a firewall. <laughs> so we bypass that. How do we bypass that? Usually, when people are more relaxed. So we relax the person. You're not like guarded, right? Uh, let go, in a more let go state. So if you come back to the stage hypnosis, you will see that his suggestion is never anything that's dangerous. It's always fun. Oh, it's so cold, it's so cold, it's freezing, you're freezing, you're freezing. Right? It's very, uh, don't, don't ma uh, mix that up with magician. Huh? It's a different story, pocket hypnotist. So that is stage hypnosis. So what I do, okay, uh, come to clinical later. All right, uh, as a hypnotherapist, I'm doing therapy. I'm helping people to resolve their issue. Let's say, fear of flying. But they said, hey, I've been flying all my life. And suddenly one day, I just felt, you know, scared because there was this turbulence. Then it became worse each time I travel, or each time I go on a plane, right? So on and so forth. Or fear of this, or, or they're stuck with that, or whatever, or childhood trauma. So what I do is what I call the regression work this life. I'm not doing past life regression, this life. <laughs> but I will put the person in a let-go state and regressed that bad emotion to an earlier event and to the root cause. The first time, the initial time that a certain incident that happened that caused the mind to so-called react. Then the rest of the time, all right, uh, are three goals. Mm -hmm. The three goals that would so-called activate this root cause. So once we understand where this fear of flying, for example, comes from, and what's interesting is never from flying. <laughs> yeah, it's never from flying. It's a subconscious mind of taking in the information. So for example, I have a client, exactly this fear of flying. And when I went to root course, it, when she, he was, I think, four or five years old, he was just, you know, the children's slide. Right. So there are this ladder, right, to go up and then go down the slide. So as you know, the ladder, right, this gap. So he slipped, but he didn't like fall through, he just slipped. So that that so-called little uh, experience, okay, I call it little because that person is little, all right, may cause that certain trauma in that memory. Mm -hmm. Even though it's just slip and you know, but that slip could <gasps> shock the system, yeah. the limbic system. Okay, so okay, life went on and all that. So one fine day, you know, that turbulence sort of woke up that nice. information. But in the, consciously, I would think it's the flying. But it's not the flying. Mm -hmm. So that's the work that I get to the root cause. So only when we know the root cause, then we can desensitize it. All right. So therefore, the trigger will not set it off. And also what's interesting, when the subconscious and conscious mind knows it, ah, where that comes from. 60, 70%, it gets resolved. Yeah, it's that powerful. Then clinical means where I'm helping people that is pre-surgery, post-surgery. Okay. Yeah, pre-surgery, post-surgery, psychosomatic illness, the mind-created illness. Okay, okay, example, acid reflux. Mm. Okay, or some people have pain somewhere and they go and check out with the doctor, nothing wrong. So the mind created it. 
right? So that's the clinical hypnotherapist means, okay, I deal with the, I'm, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not dealing like medical. It's not like I'm a doctor to go fix it, but right, like I said, pre-surgery, post-surgery, uh, and uh, sort of some health issue, health ailments, mm-hmm. right? That I would go back to where is that in the mind state that cause that uh, health ailments. Yeah, you know, can, can you imagine that um, diabetic uh, has to do with a lack of sweetness in their life? Mm-hmm. A lack of sweetness, not sweet as like sweet stuff to eat, mm-hmm. but the mental state. I see. So I, when I go back to the regression, it's some part in their life that created it. Mm. Wow. Yeah, yeah, even the tumor, cancer, a lot of times, again, it's mind manifested wow. why simple I, I have doctors that send their patients to me i'm neurologists that they know clearly of course you know some neurologists are pretty open about it they know clearly it's not a medical thing right. they'll send their patient to me uh so in, in, a, in a very simple way to understand our brain produces chemical natural chemical mm-hmm. feel good good chemical feel bad chemical so if you feel good and good chemical right we are good chemical then we are healthy we are strong but if i feel bad i'm depressed over this and whatever i feel i'm angry i'm frustrated i'm always so hung up about stuff so my brain produces bad chemical right so bad chemical that means what you attack our organs uh the i mean we produce new cells Okay, I mean, even even elderly still would have new cells being produced, granted a slower pace, then it becomes not good cells. All right, we can even call it abnormal cells. So overproduction of abnormal cells, right? That's what happened. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that lesson. Yeah. That's why I'm so uh, uh, passionate, if anything else, to, uh, to, to, to the word to use, passionate about my work. is not because like, oh, I'm passionate about uh, helping people, all that. But did they, you know, what's behind all this, mm-hmm. which not a lot of people know. Yeah. And they go about fixing the wrong problems. Or rather, they go around fixing in the raw, with the wrong solution. Whatever that might be. Right. Okay. So I just want to do my part. Okay, that's why I said the heartfelt thing. All right, in whatever way that I can, you know, uh, play my part to shape um, someone, you know, whoever they might be in the universe. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that, that was <laughs> awesome. I, I could tell you're very, very passionate. We should, we should add another title to your name and that is like Life Detective. <laughs> go in and find it find that root cause of what's wrong and all that kind of stuff very very awesome i i gotta say this time has been very very enjoyable because it flew by very very quickly now um i got one more formal question for you and that is we put you back on the world stage and you have a few minutes to share with the world one message the the legacy message that everybody will know and remember nancy for what would that message be Okay. We all want success. We all want uh, to be wealthy. We all, some people want fame. But at the end of the day, all this has got no meaning Mm -hmm. if you cannot share. 
whether we share a space, whether we share a moment with someone, even with even just a smile, that's sharing. And of course, uh, you know, in, in terms of uh, monetary wise, you can share would be even great, mm-hmm. right? But whatever it is, in essence, life is meaningless if we cannot share. Great words to live by. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> um, before you. I let you go, I know you have a busy day ahead of you. I, I got a few quick questions for you to come up with uh, some quick answers for. Okay, uh, sure. You're stranded on a deserted island, one food to eat for the rest of your life, no consequence. What's that one food? Uh, what's that one fruit or food, right? Yeah. Well, I, I guess watermelon. <laughs> That, that is my guess. <laughs> <laughs> is there a hidden talent that not many people know about you? Oh, I would say if I'm not a trainer when I started or not a coach today, not a hypnotherapist, not a transformation coach, whatever, I'll be a dancer. Uh, <laughs> you see my moves. <laughs> <laughs> How come you didn't dance on stage? <laughs> <laughs> it's not my stage <laughs> one um, day question, uh, next question your um, Hollywood calls and says hey Nancy you have an amazing story we would love to do a movie about you uh, you get to pick who plays you who would that be oh, oh that's a tough one you know why <laughs> you start with I'm not a very movie person I don't follow very much uh, who's out there but uh, if I have to pick, well, I guess it sounds strange. Not a very pretty, correct, not pretty face. Not she's, she's beautiful, but not a pretty face. Barbara Streisand. Ah, nice. Barbara Streisand shows up at your door and says, yeah. hey, I got casted to play you. Let's hang out. I need to get to know you. Uh, let's yeah. spend some time with each other. Boy, I'm yeah. hungry. Nancy. Yeah, she's so you unique. She's so unique, you know? That's why I say she's not like pretty face, pretty face, like, you know, all the pretty face that fits into that whatever role. She mm. she does she. Right. So the similar thing that I, I do me. <laughs> exactly. Well, like I said, she shows up at your door and says she's hungry. What can you prepare for her as a meal that is your specialty? Oh, roast pork. <laughs> you know, What's the that you served last, uh, a few nights ago? <laughs> yes, my roast pork is crazily good. The crackling skin. Oh, by the way, I'm also very good cook. Ah. Very, especially fusion food. <laughs> I, I believe you. And I'm not going to ask you more food questions or else I'll, I'll get very hungry. <laughs> Last question. Give me a number from one to four. Three. One, two, three. So if you were to relate success to a keyboard, how is success like a keyboard? How success is a keyboard? How, how do uh, I'm not sorry, I'm not understanding the question. Uh, how would you use a keyboard as a metaphor for success? Okay. Ah. Play it the way you want it. <laughs> yes. Don't let people play you, but play it as you want it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank yes. you very much. That is how success is on like keyboard. Um yes. Is there any last words that you want to like to share? And also, what's the best way for people to contact you? 
Okay. Uh, sure. The last thing I'm going to say is thank you. Of course, Pong, thank you very much for, for, you know, inviting me is my honor. Okay. Indeed. And uh, there's so much all of us can do and let's do it together. And uh, we are all the same. Why we are all the same? When we cut ourselves, we wash out blood mm -hmm. and the color is red, regardless what's our skin color. Right. <laughs> right. So since we are all the same, there's no need to create differences. But let's all be humble, be compassionate, and then just just love. What else to do? Just love. All right. You can contact me through my email, nancy at nancyho.net. Easy. Nancy at nancyho.net. Great. Well, thank you very much. Uh, make sure you connect with Nancy. Lots of great uh, insights, lots of great wisdom as well. I've, I've had a great time talking to you and uh, I've learned a lot. And there's a lot of stuff that you talked about that I'm going to hold on dearly because I thought it really it really struck uh, my myself and something that I'm going to use for a long time. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good for day. everybody else, she's Nancy. My name is Fong Chuan. Until next time, today is the lady to unlock your peak potential. We'll see you later.